I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. You think you're busy? Today on episode 81, I'm going to talk to a man who, along with his wife, lead a church of over 300 disciples. He works as a hydroelectric engineer on a water power plant, but now he serves as an advisor to the president of his country as head of state in charge of water and electricity issues. We'll find out how and why he does it on this episode of the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Today, I'm so thrilled to have the next guest on, on my program. I met uh, my guest. His name is Jeffrey Gonkwe Zon from the Republic of the Congo. I, I actually met him in Paris, France in the summer of 2019. My family and I were on a vacation trip in that summer, and we were looking for church on a Sunday morning. We were riding the metro, and we did not know exactly how to get there, and we were having difficulty finding it, and even which exit to get off of and which stop to, to do. And so my son, James, said, hey, Dad, that guy looks like a disciple. <laughs> and there were two men there together, and so I went up to him and I said, excuse me, do you, do you know about church? Do you know where there's a church near here? And Jeffrey, it turned out to be Jeffrey, and he and his friend guided us to the Paris church that day. They were on a business trip that day, and only later did I find out that he worked full-time and led a church of over 300 people. Jeffrey, great to have you on the program today. Thank you. And I'm really happy because I've, I also have a former guest doing interpretation for this, and that's Gilbert Kimeng, teacher and evangelist in uh, the church in Lagos, Nigeria. Gilbert, thank you so much for joining and helping this morning. It's a pleasure to be back. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. I'm going to share a little bit about Jeffrey. He lives in Brazzaville, which is in the main, main city of the country of the Republic of Congo. It's a city of 1.8 million people. He and his wife, Florence, a lead. She is originally from across the river in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where she was converted to converted in Kinshasa. Their sister cities across the Congo River from one another. She was converted in May 1996 when she was single and she was working as a logistics company in a logistics company as a senior cashier. Uh, Jeffrey comes from the Republic of Congo. He became a Christian in 1997 in Brazzaville, a few months after his recruitment into the workforce of the National Electricity Company. After that, he obtained his electromechanical engineering degree. They got married in October 2001 and God has blessed them with three children, 
Sarah, who's 18. She's a business law student. Jeffrey Jr., who's 16. And Angelica, who's 14. What's amazing is that since 2003, this couple has been leading the Brazzaville Church of Christ on a voluntary basis, self-supporting, which currently has 311 disciples. And they've got 191 brothers and 120 sisters. So in addition, Jeffrey, he got appointed as an evangelist and recognized as an evangelist in May of 2016. And not only is his ministry career super successful, but he's also enjoyed an exceptional professional career by the position of hydroelectric power plant manager. He was a project manager. And most recently, um, or from 2012, he was a minister's advisor, uh, a member of the board of directors of water and electricity. And then from 2016 to now, he works as an advisor to the president of the Republic of Congo as head of state in charge of water and electricity issues. So this man is not only a self-supporting minister, he is in the government in a high-ranking secretarial position as advisor to the president of his country. That's a lot to, to, to talk about, and we're not going to be able to cover all of it. But uh, Jeffrey, again, really amazing. Now, let me just ask you this next question. You've been leading the church since 2003. Now it's over 300 people. How have you been able to do that while working as an engineer, and now you work in the government advising the president? How do you do it? Merci pour la question. La première chose, c'est de dire que c'est une grâce de Dieu. Thanks for the question. The first thing I'll say is that it's by God's grace I'm able to do this. C'est véritablement un don de Dieu. Parfois même j'ai du mal à comprendre comment je fais. I think it's actually a gift from God because even I have a challenging time myself explaining or even understanding how I'm able to do all of this. Mais il faut dire de façon pratique qu'il y a C'est la discipline. C'est, c'est, il m'a dit à trois choses. C'est le jeûne. C'est l'attachement à la parole de Dieu. C'est la prière. Mais from a practical perspective, it involves discipline, fasting, prayer, just staying connected with God. Et je, je parie. Par exemple, il y, a, il y a deux personnes qui m'ont beaucoup fasciné. Bon, je dirais deux, deux prophètes dans l'Ancien Testament qui m'ont beaucoup fasciné. Et un dans le Nouveau Testament, c'est l'exemple de Néhémie, l'exemple de Daniel et l'exemple également de l'apôtre Paul dans le Nouveau Testament. So there are two people in the Old Testament and one in the New who really uh, made an impact on me. It's Nehemiah in the Old, it's Daniel, and then the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. Donc voilà déjà ce que je peux dire pour cette première question. Well, those are a few thoughts I can share concerning uh, your question, the first question. Okay, terrific. Now tell me about your work as an advisor to the president. Euh, bon, euh, rapidement, je vais lui faire un rappel de ce, comment je suis arrivé à ce niveau-là. Well, before getting into the details of that, I want to just quickly mention how I even got there. Uh, 
comme je l'ai dit, j'étais euh, euh, responsable de centrale au niveau donc, Power, Power Station Manager, au niveau donc, de la société d'électricité. Et j'ai passé une interview euh, pour être recruté comme conseiller de ministre en 2012. Et pendant cette interview, en fait, je ne connaissais pas le ministre, mais il ne connaissait pas également l'électricité. C'est un professeur d'université de sociologie. Et donc, il m'a interviewé. Il est intéressé par ma personne. Alors, on était dix dans l'interview. Et euh, il m'a retenu pour me nommer conseiller. Mais quand il m'interviewait, je ne savais pas qu'il devait me proposer le poste de conseiller. The amazing thing about the interview is that I didn't know the minister in person, and he was not even a professional in terms of in matters of power and electricity because he's a university professor for sociology. And there were 10 people being interviewed for that role. And at the end of the day, I was amazed that I was the one chosen to become advisor to the minister in that particular ministry. So we're 10 of us being interviewed, and he met us individually. At the end of the interview, he decided to choose me to become his advisor, focusing at the time on electricity, uniquely wow. at the time. Et bon, il faut le dire qu'au départ, je n'étais pas trop d'accord. J'ai causé à l'époque avec euh, euh, Moses, euh, le formateur. Et il m'a dit, écoute, euh, tu ne le connais pas, tu n'as pas demandé à le faire, mais vas-y. Et conserve tes convictions, c'est tout ce que moi je demande. So he says, to be honest, he struggled a bit in the beginning. He even had a conversation with his uh, disciple, the brother discipling him, who is uh, uh, the evangelist in Kinshasa, Moses. And uh, Moses said, look, you didn't go looking for this position. All I'll tell you is maintain your conviction. And whatever happens, keep your conviction. That's all I can tell you. Et, et donc, j'ai travaillé avec lui pendant trois ans et demi. Et après, il a été remplacé. Et lorsqu'il a été remplacé, il m'a recommandé à celui qui le remplaçait. Et donc, j'ai travaillé avec celui qui le remplaçait pendant six mois. So I worked with him for three and a half years. And then they, he now had to leave that position. He now recommended me to the person who was replacing him. And he worked with the, the, the person who replaced him for another six months. Et, et donc, uh, en 2016, lorsque le chef d'État, après l'élection présidentielle, il a été réélu en 2016, et il a pensé qu'il devait donc changer son cabinet. Et il a demandé donc à l'ancien ministre, celui qui, qui m'avait recruté à l'époque, « Écoute, moi j'ai appris que tu as eu un jeune conseiller qui t'aidait beaucoup. Est-ce que tu ne peux pas me le recommander Est-ce qu'il ne il peut pas m'aider aussi désormais à me conseiller ?» So in 2016, there was the presidential election and the current president was re-elected. And so he now spoke to the person who initially recruited Jeffrey that I heard about a young advisor that you had, that he was doing a great job. Wouldn't you recommend him to me so he can also become my advisor? <laughs> Et donc c'est comme ça, finalement, qu'il ne me l'avait pas dit, le ministre ne l'avait pas dit, c'est plus tard qu'il me l'a dit. Et c'est comme ça, finalement, qu'il m'a recruté et qu'il m'a nommé sans me consulter en réalité. Hein. Et puis, c'est comme ça que je me suis retrouvé conseil de chef d'État. So, it's actually later on, he got to understand the backstory 
but he appointed him in that role without even consulting him. And that's how he ended up becoming advisor to the president of the Republic. It's so amazing to think about you working as an advisor to the president and leading a church. What does that look like? Tell me what your day looks like. Bon, il faut le dire d'abord que quand je me réveille le matin, la première chose que je fais, c'est bien sûr de prier, d'avoir un temps avec Dieu, un très bon temps avec Dieu, généralement. Je prie, je, je lis ma Bible, je médite. Je ne sors pas de ma maison sans avoir eu un bon temps avec Dieu. C'est la première chose. So the first thing is, when I get up in the morning, I, I pray, I spend time in the Word. Uh, I mean, I don't leave home until I've had a good time spend some good time with God. That's the first thing I like to say. Et, et bien sûr, la deuxième chose, c'est, c'est après bien sûr avoir réglé les problèmes de maison si on a, c'est d'aller au boulot. Je vais au boulot. Et quand je vais au boulot, en réalité, il faut dire que, bon, je ne rencontre pas forcément tous les jours le chef, hein, non. Mais je prépare, j'organise, j'ai une équipe au niveau de mon travail. Je ne travaille pas seul. J'ai tout un département que je gère. En réalité, huit personnes qui m'aident également à faire mon travail. So, of course, after uh, having spending some great time with God, of course, uh, spends time with family, uh, family issues to, to deal with. And then he leaves for work. And you like to mention that it's not every day he gets to meet the, meet the president. He actually has a, like a department that he works with. He has about eight people under him that help him to do his work so he engages with his team in that life. Maintenant au niveau de l'église, euh, je je dirige pas l'église seule, j'ai une équipe. C'est vrai que je me je l'entends euh, j'ai beaucoup enseigné l'église, je sais pas si j'ai un don d'enseignant, mais j'ai beaucoup enseigné l'église et Dieu a fait émerger beaucoup de dirigeants, il faut le dire, qui m'aident vraiment à faire le travail au niveau de l'église. So with the church, again, I'm not alone. I have a team. Uh, I, I don't know if I have the gift of teaching, but one thing I've done in the, ma- in the past many years is I've done a lot of teaching, training, and God has blessed us. A lot of leaders have risen up who really helped me to do the work. Donc, ce qui fait que au, au niveau de l'église, c'est vrai, je vais à ce que tous les messages qui soient dit, euh, je puisse les contrôler. Bon, comme je dis, c'est un don de Dieu, je ne sais pas comment je fais. Mais euh, aucun message n'est prêché à l'église sans que je ne sache. Et bon, je bénis Dieu également parce que je suis, quand je suis à Brazzaville, je peux dire, depuis que je suis conseiller du chef à Brazzaville, je n'ai jamais raté un circuit de mercredi, je n'ai jamais raté un circuit de mi-semaine, jamais raté un circuit de dimanche. J'ai pris toujours pour que j'ai le temps à, pour servir mon Dieu. But one thing he also does is that he makes sure that he, he has an eye on whatever lessons are being taught even by the other leaders. He doesn't know how he does it, but he's kind of on top of that. Uh, and as long as he's in town, he's never missed a midweek service or a Sunday service. Never. It has never happened. <laughs> okay, this is, this is crazy. Okay, so with, with all of that responsibility... The question is, is how do you focus? Like what, in terms of your church responsibility, what's the most important thing for you that only you can do that you concentrate on? Alors, bon, 
bon, il faut dire en réalité, euh, 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 la première chose qui me passionne le plus, euh, c'est prêcher la parole de Dieu. Ça, c'est ma première passion. So his first passion is preaching the word. That's like his priority when it comes to church responsibilities. Je sais qu'à l'époque, je sais qu'à l'époque, euh, il m'a été proposé à l'époque, comme tu connais, à partir d'Abidjan, il m'a été proposé de travailler à temps plein pour Dieu. Uh, I know in the past, um, I was asked to work for the church staff. Uh, he was speaking to me that I'm probably aware of that. Coming from Abidjan, uh, they supervise French-speaking uh, churches. Nemi, comme j'avais dit, Nemi m'avait beaucoup marqué parce qu'il y a un détail certainement qu'on n'a pas parlé concernant Florence, ma femme. J'ai été à Kinshasa pendant la guerre de 87. Il y en a connu une guerre civile et c'est pendant mon séjour à Kinshasa que j'ai véritablement médité le livre de Nemi. J'avais à l'époque dix mois dans la foi. Et j'avais décidé d'être un ennemi pour le Congo. C'était ma méditation de ce jour-là. J'étais à Kinshasa, j'avais décidé d'être un ennemi pour le Congo. Donc, je voulais travailler non seulement pour Dieu, mais également pour mon pays. So, just sharing about the fact that uh, he, he mentioned Nehemiah being one of his uh, heroes in the Old Testament. Uh, when he was 10 months old as a disciple, he happened to be in Kinshasa, where his wife is from. And uh, spent an incredible time studying Nehemiah, and he kind of came up with a resolution that he would like to be like a Nehemiah for his own country. And we know Nehemiah both worked as a cupbearer to the king and still served God's kingdom. So yeah. that that's where that dream came from. That's amazing. Okay, so let's let me ask you about that. That's powerful. My question is why? Where does the motivation, now you've just shared there, you got inspired by Nehemiah, but the motivation for all this, I mean, this, I can only imagine the kind of pressure that you must feel. How do you keep from getting burned out? Bon, euh, je dis encore, c'est la grâce de Dieu, si je n'arrive pas à un surmenage. C'est vrai que par, la, par le passé, j'ai fait beaucoup de sport. Je, je continue de temps en temps à faire du sport quand je peux. Euh, au niveau de l'église, parfois on joue des matchs de football. Euh, quand je peux, je fais de la marche. Mais encore, une fois de plus, c'est la grâce de Dieu. Je ne peux pas dire que c'est parce que je suis plus fort. Non, c'est la grâce de Dieu, vraiment. Well, I'll fall back on the grace of God uh, enabling me. And it's true that, um, you know, in the past, I used to do a lot of sports, exercise. That, 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 that's been helpful. And it's still fights to, to, do, to do walks, uh, they do play soccer games in church, uh, but he can't say it's because he does this or that. I, 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 I think it's the grace of God. Okay, okay. Okay, let me ask you this. What, what, so you've shared some things. You, you've raised up leaders. You focus on your preaching. Is there anything else? What other things could you share that have helped you to do all this like what like do you what other techniques are you using to be able to manage these dual roles that you have in your job plus ministry bon euh, je l'ai dit en fait euh, personnellement je jeûne beaucoup euh, je puis dire euh, je, je depuis 
quand j'étais nommé conseiller de ministre, je jeûnais deux fois par semaine. Et depuis 2016, je jeûne trois fois par semaine. Et quand je jeûne, je suis beaucoup concentré, je prie beaucoup. Je prie euh, pas seulement le matin, le soir, mais je prie à tout instant. Euh, lorsque j'ai un travail à faire, je le confie entre les mains de Dieu, que ce soit au niveau de, mon, de mes responsabilités dans le monde, comme à l'église. En tout cas, je, je, ne veux, je ne décide pas aussitôt. Je veux vraiment, euh, à la limite, avoir la voix de Dieu pour avancer. Voilà. Mais je, je me confie beaucoup à Dieu. Je, je demande beaucoup de conseils. Et je ne bouge pas sans avoir un bon temps avec Dieu, voilà. So, uh, apart from, like you mentioned, uh, the things you talked about earlier, just emphasizing on prayer uh, and fasting, fasting especially, when, when, when it was uh, appointed a special advisor to the president, uh, actually used to fast twice every week, uh, That was uh, for the minister, actually, twice every week. And now when appointed an advisor to the president, he now turned to three, three times every week. Uh, so just trusting God and trusting everything into God's hands, kind of like asking for God's direction, almost like David, who asked God, uh, should I go, should I not go, uh, when it comes to projects, when it comes to the church, just really relying on God. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, tell me how this has affected your family. Like, how do you keep your family together? You've got three kids. You've got a wife. How do you keep How do you keep the love growing in your family and you know your parenting? Oui, euh, c'est vrai. C'est je vais l'avouer. Hein, c'est pas facile pour ma famille. C'est pas facile pour la famille. Euh, je pense que la personne qui souffre un peu plus c'est ma femme. Mes enfants. Euh, lorsqu'ils étaient encore plus jeunes, je travaille avec eux tous les jours. En tout cas, Dieu m'a béni, je travaille avec mes enfants tous les jours, même au niveau de leur, euh, de leur devoir d'école. Euh, je bossais avec eux, j'avais un peu de temps. À n'importe quelle heure, je dis à mes enfants, vous pouvez me déranger. Mais ne, me dé ne, ne vous gênez pas de me déranger. Euh, je, je bossais avec mes enfants jusqu'à 5 ans, même jusqu'à ce jour, aujourd'hui même, lorsque mon garçon... Euh, euh, me pose des questions au niveau de l'école. On peut travailler n'importe quel instant. Je n'ai pas une heure fixe pour travailler avec mes enfants. Quand je peux le faire, je le fais. Yes, to be honest, I have to admit that it's a, it's a challenge for my family. I think my wife takes more of the heat. Uh, my kids, for example, when they were much younger, and even till now, but he, he spends a lot of time you know, even doing, helping them with their assignments. So he tells them, look, there's no particular time you cannot disturb me. You can interrupt me at any time. Uh, so when it comes to spending time with them and helping them with their schoolwork, uh, there's no particular hour can be interrupted anytime. Wow, that's amazing. Okay. Have you ever thought maybe I should get out of the church leadership and hire somebody? Or have you thought maybe I should give up my role with a The president. I mean, how do you like? What's your what's your plan for the future? Are you going to keep on doing this or? Bon, euh, en réalité, euh, je n'ai pas un rêve en tant que tel pour le futur. Euh, si demain il arriverait, il arriverait un jour que je ne suis plus que je ne sois plus conseiller du chef d'État, mais je continuerai à faire mon travail jusqu'au jour où je penserai qu'il faut que je me retire parce que j'ai un rêve. Il faut que j'écrive. Il faut que le premier livre que j'ai écrit, c'est mon autobiographie. 
Évidemment, moi-même, ça me fascine. Hein. Parfois, ce n'est pas évident, mais je veux faire et je vais écrire un jour. Je rêve de devenir peut-être aussi enseignant au niveau de l'Église. Et donc, le jour que je penserai que Dieu aurait réalisé certaines choses dans ma vie, je vais arrêter tout. Je vais me consacrer à, à le servir aussi également comme un ancien. Euh, là, je suis en train de travailler avec ma dernière fille pour que, par la grâce de Dieu, devienne disciple, pour que peut-être que je vais aider maintenant mes enfants. Je vais me consacrer mes derniers jours à les faire grandir dans la foi et à devenir un ancien, pourquoi pas un enseignant. Mais je pense que j'arrêterai mon boulot avant ma retraite. Je ne sais pas encore, mais c'est Dieu qui fait. Well, uh, when it concerns my job, if one day I'll normally be special advisor to the president, I'll still continue to do what I need to do. But in terms of dreams, uh, I love the role of teaching and even, you know, maybe... Uh, grow up to you know be re, rise, rise up to become an elder in the church i'm currently helping my youngest uh you know and praying that she becomes a disciple of jesus so my professional life at some point will come to an end maybe before my retirement uh so that i can yeah i can really invest more time in those roles maybe teaching elder that's some of the, some of the thoughts in terms of dreams that i have okay thank you and One question, I mean, I can't imagine the pressure that you must feel being in charge of water and electricity, because what if there's a brownout? What if there's a blackout in your country? I mean, is everyone calling you saying, hey, what's the matter with the power? <laughs> I mean, if the power goes out, everyone's mad, and then they're calling you. <laughs> so how do you deal with that? Rob, can I interrupt oh, you and say, and say, can I say something about that? Because I have experienced it first time <laughs> please go ahead so before before jeffrey responds this was me in uh, 2018 where i brazzaville i and dr jacoby on a teaching trip and what happened was that there was a blackout in a major part of the country and there was midweek service uh, we're supposed to leave the airport and go straight to midweek And this particular service was in his house, in his compound, as a relatively big compound. Uh, and so uh, I still remember that he was in the midst of trying to resolve that during that period. Was it during the trip with Jacoby or was it during the SIDAC? I think it was SIDAC instead. It was SIDAC. For the central, it was SIDAC, yeah, the Central African Discipleship uh, Conference. So this is the yes, same right. 2019. Jacob was 2018, this is 2019. And we saw him in action and he had received calls from the president. He was on top of it. Uh, he, he said it was going to take maybe a day maximum for everything to come up. He explained to us what had actually happened. There was a major line that a tree had fallen over. So I've experienced what the question you're asking, I am a, a witness. I've experienced it <laughs> first time. <laughs> I'm sorry for the interruption. <laughs> Bon, c'est vrai que c'est pas facile. Hein. Déjà, j'ai dirigé pendant dix ans euh, l'unique centrale hydroélectrique qu'il y avait à Brazzaville à l'époque. Et donc, je connais cette pression, évidemment, lorsqu'il y a un blackout. Euh, je ne peux pas être à l'aise 
Il faut, il faut répondre, il faut, il faut faire des notes au chef, il faut lui expliquer ce qui s'est passé. Parce que dans nos pays, comme tu le sais, euh, un blackout peut être synonyme euh, euh, d'un coup d'État, peut être synonyme d'un problème. Donc, il faut chaque fois expliquer, il faut le rassurer que non, en réalité, voilà ce qui s'est passé, ce n'est pas grave, voilà, voilà. Il faut chaque fois rassurer, évidemment. Yeah, so in just sharing, uh, for 10 years, led the hydroelectrical, uh, you know, the only central hydroelectrical uh, plant in the country. And when that happens, everybody's, and especially you have to give an account, you know, to the, to, to, to the president or to, to the minister, uh, because in our environment here in Africa, a blackout could also mean a coup d'etat. It could mean, you know, it could mean a lot of things from a political perspective. So you need to reassure, explain what happened and how things are going to be resolved. For 10 years, leading that plan, you went through a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of pressure. That's amazing. That is totally amazing. Okay. So, um, any any advice to a person who's thinking, man, I'd really like to lead my own church and I, I still have ambitions for my work. You know, people that feel the same way, like I'd really like to do what Jeffrey's doing. Any advice? What, what, what would you tell somebody? En fait, je pense que le, le, le problème, c'est d'abord la volonté, c'est le cœur. C'est juste une décision à prendre. Et après, il faut se discipliner. Il faut savoir déléguer, confier les missions. Il faut faire confiance. Mais il faut beaucoup soi-même dépendre de Dieu parce que c'est un travail de Dieu. Il faut beaucoup dépendre de Dieu. Il faut être vraiment connecté à Dieu. Mais il faut prendre cette décision. Il ne faut pas dire que ce n'est pas possible. C'est possible. Si je le fais, ça veut dire que c'est possible. Mais il faut beaucoup prier, il faut beaucoup dépendre de Dieu. C'est le, le seul conseil que je peux donner à celui qui veut s'engager, comme moi, à le faire. Well, it starts with the heart. It's a decision you make. Uh, and of course, practical things like delegating, working with people on the team. He mentioned prayer, relying on God. Uh, and so don't say it's not possible. If I can do it, then you can do it. But it starts with the heart. But I think the overriding, you know, advice is relying on God. En réalité, comme je dis, c'est le renoncement. Il faut, il faut renoncer à soi-même. C'est savoir que Dieu est capable de nous aider à le faire. C'est pas moi qui le fais, mais c'est Dieu qui fait à travers moi. Donc, je renonce à moi-même et puis Dieu va faire. Voilà. Yeah, he mentioned discipline earlier. Now he's talking about self-denial. So that that that's a big part of that. I'm not the one doing it. It's God doing it through me, God enabling me to do it. That uh, self-denial, discipline is an, an important aspect of it. That's amazing. You know, I the reason, one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk to you, Jeffrey, is that I planted a, ch a church self-supporting in a small town. And, you know, I thought, that's amazing. I've never heard of a person leading a church of 300 and having a career job. I mean, I remember... I mean, my church was so much smaller and it pales in comparison. I just can't imagine the pressure you must feel. And I, I'm, I'm filled with respect for what you're doing. I don't know if you caught that, but um, in any case, thank you so much for that example. There must be a lot of temptations. Having a position of influence like you do, how do you deal with the temptation for bribery, for... Um, gifts people approaching you saying hey listen we want you to 
utilize our company or we want you to do this or that. Tell me how you've managed to maintain your convictions while at the same time being in a in a position of incredible influence and authority in the country. Oui, il faut dire que il a raison. C'est un poste avec beaucoup de tentations, c'est vrai. Ça peut être euh, surtout du côté de l'argent, de faire du faux, c'est vrai. Il a totalement raison. Mais euh, comme j'ai dit, euh, euh, il y a une chose, euh, une prière qui me revient souvent à l'esprit, c'est les dieux. Ne mets du pas en tentation. Je prie beaucoup pour ça. Euh, ça arrive, je rejette. J'affiche mes convictions. Euh, là, en mars, donc, dans un mois, tu peux lui dire qu'il y aura une élection présidentielle au Congo. Mais j'ai prié Dieu pour que je ne sois pas dans cette campagne, je sois loin de la politique, je continue à faire mon travail. Je ne suis pas dans le comité d'organisation des campagnes, je ne suis pas dans ces choses. Je vais être totalement loin. Moi, je viens, je fais mon travail, après mon travail, je rentre chez moi. Yeah, so it's just confirming what you said, that there's a lot of temptation in this role. Uh, money, corruption, um, so there's a lot of that, without any doubt. Um, he constantly prays for God to help him. Uh, you know, the Lord's prayer, that the Lord will keep him away from temptation. Like, like in March, next month, there's going to be a presidential election in Congo, in his country. And he prayed that he should not be part of the organizing committee for the presidential campaign, such positions that are very tempting, that God should keep him very far away from those places. So he just does his job as a technocrat. God will just give him the opportunity to just do his job and stay away from all those tempting uh, situations. And God answered the prayer. He's been, you know, he's not been part of any of those committees so far. So that's just, great. you know, that that's what he does. That's great. Any final words? Tu peux, tu peux ajouter peut-être okay. que je voulais ajouter quelque chose. Même encore ce matin, ce matin même, j'ai été approché par uh, 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 un ambassadeur itinérant. Bon, je sais pas. Bon, en fait, il a rendu ministre, il faut dire. Il travaille avec nos cabinets du chef, il me dit, mais écoute, on ne te va pas dans des réunions préparatoires à, qui préparent l'élection, tu n'es pas là alors que tu devais être avec nous, je lui dis non, ça ne m'intéresse pas du tout, ce qui m'intéresse, c'est de faire mon travail, moi c'est l'eau et l'électricité, le reste, ça ne m'intéresse pas, même ce matin encore. Il dit, even this morning, somebody who has like a position, like a minister, called him up and said, but look, we don't see you in any of the meetings, the election is coming up in March, We're organizing the committees. You're not involved in any of this. He said, no, no, I'm not interested, please. My job is water and electricity. That's what I'm focusing on. And so, so that happened even this morning. Wow. So the temptations are real. That's amazing. That's amazing. Any final words that you'd like to give to a person who wants to make this life count and to live a no regrets life? I said, I'm not question. Est-ce que tu as un conseil à donner à quelqu'un qui veut mener une vie d'impact, qui veut faire en sorte que sa vie compte sur cette terre? Quelles sont les dernières paroles que tu auras à dire à quelqu'un comme ça? Euh, je pense que pour avoir une vie d'impact, euh, sans Dieu, ça serait difficile. Hein? Il faut avoir un attachement fort à Dieu. Il faut vraiment dépendre entièrement de Dieu. Euh, c'est vrai, véritablement ce que je voulais dire hein. je dis les mêmes choses mais euh, moi j'ai abandonné mes rêves personnels euh, je voulais lui dire que quand j'ai commencé ma carrière en, en 1997 
J'avais une proposition de travailler dans, un, dans, dans, dans le monde du pétrole. Ils me proposait à l'époque plus d'un million de francs CFA, donc autour de plus de 2000 dollars. Plus de 2000 dollars. Donc, je venais à peine de commencer ma carrière. Je l'ai refusé et j'ai accepté un métier dans notre secteur de l'électricité qui me proposait à peine, euh, euh, je dirais, 400 dollars à l'époque, quand j'ai commencé ma carrière. Donc, j'avais compris en devenant chrétien immédiatement que le renoncement était fondamental. Il ne fallait pas que je sois motivé par euh, de l'argent, par une opposition, mais je devais être motivé uniquement par la parole de Dieu. C'est ça qui m'a beaucoup aidé. Donc, euh, être totalement fixé sur la Bible. So, well, maybe he's repeating himself that he's back to depending on God, relying on God. Uh, even at the beginning of his career, uh, there was a, an, an oil company that was proposing him, right? 1997, when he was just beginning as a young professional, they were offering him $2,000, more than $2,000 as a salary for somebody who was starting out. And he opted to stay within his own industry, which is electricity and received $400 as against over $2,000. So right from the beginning, as a disciple, his prayer was, I'm going to deny myself. I don't want to go for money. I don't want to go for wealth. And so uh, that has been his attitude throughout. And so his, his advice really, you know, really rotates around relying on God and not pursuing those worldly values. He's had to deny and, and refuse some of those big opportunities, those big breaks uh, because of his value system. Et, et, il faut le dire qu'à cette époque, j'avais une semaine dans la foi et je vais la peine d'être converti. J'avais une semaine dans la foi et il n'y avait pas d'église là où je devais travailler. Je vais, il y avait une église à Brazzaville, la mission venait d'arriver à Brazzaville et je me suis dit, je ne vais pas sacrifier ma foi pour de l'argent. Euh, si Dieu a prévu demain dans ma vie que j'aurais un peu plus d'argent, je n'aurais. Et donc, c'est cette motivation-là que j'ai gardée jusqu'à aujourd'hui. Euh, je dois diriger ma vie, pas par de l'argent, pas pour une telle position, mais uniquement parce que je vais plaire à mon Dieu. Et, amazingly, since he was one, one week old as a disciple when he had that job opportunity to work for the oil company, but it was going to take him outside of Brazzaville and there was no church where he was going to go work, you know. So he was like, he would rather give that up and remain and stay with the church and stay attached to God. So that has been, that started right early on and he's tried to, to hold onto those convictions where it's not money, it's not a particular position motivating him, but a desire to want to please God. That's amazing. Wow. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time today, Jeffrey. I, again, I'm, I'm filled with respect for you. Thank you, Gilbert, for doing the interpretation. Uh, you. Your life is an inspiration. And what I, what I hear you sharing is being spiritual, being a spiritual man, being able to deny self, being able to sacrifice, being willing to have a great That's dream and to be able to say no. And that that's not super spiritual that's just reality for you and god has enabled you to do more than most men and that's very very right. impressive thank you for your time today oh thank you very much it was a pleasure you're welcome <laughs> and i want to wish you all the best in your ministry going forward in the future thank so, you very much next next time you're in tucson arizona please stop by and stay with us okay <laughs> it's a real pleasure for me <laughs> i would love that 
And I want to thank you today for for joining us on the on the Rob Skinner podcast. It's always great to have you. And and if you're enjoying this podcast, let me just ask you a favor. Please let your friends know about it and how to find it. Uh, I talk to some of the most amazing people around the world that just inspire me. Please tell your church friends and spread the word. My goal is to inspire you to make this life count, to live a no regrets life, and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.